This is Dr. Ta. This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Gadfly. And this is Dr. Head. And this is <laughs> The Blue Fez. And you are listening to... In 3D! Coming at you. Come down the Autobahn with me, my brothers. (laughs) Speed limit unknown. (laughs) Except in my pants. This professor Would you like to write my going to talk about unpopular culture and popular culture tonight. This will be a particularly long and boring lecture, so <laughs> Nine. whatever kind of uh, medication you want to take. Please break out your pillows now. <laughs> Herbal tea works for me. I am going to moderate this, and I am going to start out with an American institution for my... This is actually a um, crossover from unpopular culture into popular culture with a very clear delineation. And the program was an American-based television program called American Bandstand. We're going hopping, hop. we're going hopping today, when things are popping, pop, a Philadelphia way, we're going to drop it, drop, on all the music they play on the bandstand. We're going swinging, swing, we're going to swing in the crowd, and we'll be clinging, and floating high as a cloud, the phones are ringing, my mom and dad are so proud, I'm on bandstand. And I'll jump and hey, I may even show them my handstand, because I'm on, because I'm on the American band. American Bandstand started in 1952 and went all the way to 89 and a little further than that. Um, One of the most iconic TV shows to come down the pike and one of the most popular. Um, The main host was Dick Clark, who became a virtual legend in producing things. (laughs) That guy was amazing. Um, not, Not one of the nicest characters in the world. Sometimes, from what, from what you hear, but, you know, be that as it may. Oh, yeah. Ran the oh, show. yeah. What happened? He ran the show, you know, and everything was, was great. You know, he was, and he was a really good host of the show. It went from a local show, which was uh, in Philadelphia, and they started that in 1952, and it kind of ran. And interestingly enough, they played kind of, they almost played like, they played film tapes, but they were m- musically based. So they were really, this show was one of the forerunners to any of the MTV style shows or, you know, any of those kind of, uh, of venues, which I, I, I thought, you know, in retrospect, that, you know, that's absolutely true. But this show ran, um, when Dick Clark took it over in 1956, it started running on ABC, I believe, and it ran, um, was, nation, so it became national and it ran five days a week, Monday through Friday an hour and i think it came on in my time zone at four o'clock so i don't know about any other um and i live in the eastern time zone of the united states so at four o'clock all of a sudden millions of people are tuning into this show the watching teenagers dance this is a rock and roll show too this is where the crossover comes rock and roll wasn't you know in 1952 rock and roll was not popular you know it was unpopular in a lot of, of society um, had not been oh for what yeah. yeah and so that this became kind of a crossover into that uh, into bringing that unpopular culture into the popular culture I mean because rock and roll was a absolute rock phenomenon cultural phenomenon you know from a pop standpoint popular standpoint 
That's that's funny you say that because you know, I re, you know what I remember a, a lot more than uh, American Bandstand was uh, was Soul Train because of uh, they were on just before Sir Graves was. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. So I would end up watching that, you know, waiting for Sir Graves, and then yeah, Doctor Tyler was introduced to funk. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, and it, it came after, you know, after American Band, yeah. which really didn't, oh, much, yeah. didn't, didn't get established until 1956 with uh, Dick Clark and the format changed a little bit. And, you know, it just had so many people on it. And in in 1957, I was seven years old. I had a, a sister who was 13 years old. So this show was on five days a week, and I watched this show from, I think it was four to five. I watched it almost all the time. I I miss it occasionally, but watch it all the time. And you got to know the people, the the dancers, because it became this little club, you know, of people who showed up and did the Ooh. the dances. And they had, you know, because they had like the rated show thing that they that they did. You would talk to two people, and you know they would rate the 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 song. And he they introduced bands like you know the the first national appearance, Prince, for example. You know, was one of the first. He, it ran the gamut from uh, Jerry Lee Lewis to, uh, uh, oh, just anybody. You know, at Run DMC, they were on. But it it encompassed a wide range of influence during the time that it was on, especially in the early years because TV was relatively new too. So this was the 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 mass media social uh, platform of the time. Right. And all the yeah, and all the other shows like it spawned by it. it you know what I mean? Just, right, right, right. Just, uh, but yeah, just what was like the the midnight show or whatever it was called. It was just yeah, right. And I thought I it was remember amazing. a lot of those. Yeah, that you had to. Wolfman Jack had one. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Yeah, I think. Uh, your, your relationship with that show and my relationship with that show was very different because it was on what Saturday mornings late, you know? Well, yes. And yeah. it changed. Yeah. And, um, and it changed, know. but it really just meant to me that cartoons were over and I wasn't very happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. There. But you're right. You're right. You're right. You're Cause they would, I would see that. And then, yeah, later on, just like I said, just before Sir Graves was on soul train was on. So yeah, yeah, like, like, when you heard that, <laughs> I watched Soul Train because that my cousins, I had older cousins who watched Soul Train, and I would spend the night at my one cousin's house, and his older sister would watch Soul Train, you know, and her friends would be over and they'd be dancing and stuff like that, you know, and uh, so I I don't think I ever watched Bandstand; it was never on, but Soul Train was always on, and it was like always on a Sunday or a Saturday, <laughs> you know. I remember that, uh, like yeah, it was some, yeah, or something, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Soul Train was great, mm-hmm. and it was the the next iteration of of American Bandstand. Yes, um, yeah, and it just and then it suddenly American turned Bandstand. into the horror known as Solid Gold. <laughs> <laughs> but those dancers, let me yeah, tell you, look at how that goes, look at how that goes from unpopular to popular. I mean, you know, putting all of those all of those elements into popular cultural history, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> very influential, very influential. So many bands. Uh, you know, made their first performances on this on this show. The and thing so I many styles. About, the, the thing I hated about the show from the very first, and I didn't even know what I was thinking about, but I even when I was seven years old and I watched this show and I saw the performer come on, they lip synced it, mm-hmm. and yeah. it was oh, absolutely yeah. obvious yeah. that they're lip syncing it. You know, and I'm going, holy, you know, at seven I didn't say it. I probably said holy crap or something, you know, <laughs> and I said <laughs> what what what. <laughs> But I knew from that moment. You were standing in the corner with the ivory in your mouth. (laughs) But another another personal memory on that is I saw the band on there. First time I'd ever seen this band. Um, Oh man, what was the name of that band? Uh, Going down the country is the name of the song. Um, It's got the flute in it. Oh man, I can't think of the name of the band. But anyway, um, I saw that band. That's just real tall. No, 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 no. It's a pretty yeah, that's only, No, pretty yeah. general, so. What um, year is this? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's irrelevant. Um, <laughs> it's irrelevant. Who, no, you know, it's not. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I was trying to think who it was, but anyway, all right. Was yeah. it canned heat? You were you were canned heat. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Not yet, but canned heat. Anyway, they're doing it, and the guy's doing this, the the flute solo, and he um, right in the middle of the solo, he just takes the flute away and kind of looks out and grins, and and you know, is just kind of looking around while the solo is going on. And pretty soon, he brings the 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 uh, his uh, flute back up to his mouth and starts playing it right in you know in time, <laughs> just. And I've laughed because I thought that was funny. He was making fun of the lip syncing. <laughs> he was a rebel. <laughs> he was a rebel. I, that, I appreciate it. Rebel. When rebel, I think, rebel. Yeah. When I think but of, anyway, it went on for years and years under a lot of different iterations. And uh, one of the primary things that I think that uh, here's is um, the changes that it went through. And it, I, I won't use the word evolved it transmogrified into what it was, you know, later on, um, which was a syndicated show eventually, you know, um, but those early years were the ones that I was really focusing on for them because then you're right. What comes after that is uh, soul train. And so we've talked about soul train quite a bit. We've talked about this quite a bit. I just thought that was, there was a, there's also a, a correlation between the, uh, what we normally talk about with your movies big correlation between rock and roll and uh what happened in the time frame of bandstand was the same thing that was coming out in all of the the, the uh, you know b movies that we watched i grew up yeah. watching uh hee-haw <laughs> over my over my grandpa, <laughs> my grandpa. that is so funny because i i remember that a lot too yeah <laughs> hee-haw was great yeah. You know, Buck Owens and Roy Clark. I mean, Roy Clark, definitely oh, yeah. one of the most talented musicians on this planet. And oh, just that kind it of wasn't that. It was the anymore. other. You know, that's that's, that's it like was the two guys out in the field. Yeah, yeah the singing "Oh Yeah, Tall and Bad Jokes" and the gloom, despair, and agony on me. Oh, and, what was it? And Junior Sanders. That, that's Clark the fails. one. That we're you know, right. I mean, it was just all this great stuff, and because because my. My grandparents and, and my, my dad was in the country. We, I was familiar with all these country artists who were who were on that show. You know that thing. That, that <laughs> How about the smother? And great. Yeah, it was. And Green cool. Acres was on at the same time. Yeah, and then Beverly Hills. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that huge. That was there a was huge a hillbilly swing in that. The, there was a hillbilly fad going on at the time. Yeah, that that sense of rural simplicity in that rural comedy was huge um petticoat junction you know those the hooterville trilogy yeah those were monster hits for uh, i think abc or was a cbs I well i think but, uh, uh, that whole saturday night block because we you know i would stay a lot at our grandparents as well uh, because professor feather was out playing in bands um so we would have to sit through um what's the so pol- he said. no what's the polka one uh uh, Polka varieties. Uh, Lawrence, Lawrence Welk. Lawrence Welk. Yeah, we had to sit through Lawrence Welk waiting for Hee Haw, <laughs> and we liked Hee Haw, and then we were waiting for Carol Burnett, and then you know it was like this yeah. whole lineup on a Saturday night. Oh, I remember being at Grandma's and having to sit through Lawrence Welk to wait oh, for yeah. for, uh, for uh, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. <laughs> it's like, damn it! No, I didn't say damn it, but it's like, man, <laughs> gosh. Well, there you go. Bandstand, American Bandstand out of Philadelphia. There you go. See, it's just led to this random conversation. I'm going to pass the buck now to Blue Fez and see what his uh, pick for Papa and Pop is. Take it away, Take it away, Wang. (laughs) So that sounds too lewd. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So this was. This is kind of a tough one for me um, because, you know, uh, Midnight Gadfly and I, and I also think uh, uh, Dr. Head here, growing up in the 70s, I think when you think about popular culture, you start thinking about, oh, maybe the, the obvious stuff that most people think about today, comic books, action figures, stuff like that. I mean, that was that was where it all started and was gaining oh, yeah. steam. I mean, you know, many of us remember buying those old Miko superhero figures um, back in the day um, and, you know, just going to town with those. But I'm, I'm actually, for me personally, I'm, I'm going to roll things back to, to actually um, 
radio radio days and because it was it wasn't too long ago that uh i stumbled upon uh, something on ebay um and um it was um a promotion a promotion that uh, cheerios had done uh for the lone ranger uh radio show and on the back of the cheerios boxes they had these punch out kits and what you could do is if you had gotten all of the, the I guess there was like, an, it was in a series. I mean, if you got all of the cereal boxes, you could build the fictional Western town that was in uh, the, the Lone Ranger radio show. And you, you could get, you'd get this like, this like mat, you know, that had like, you know, the road on it and blah, blah, blah. But you'd, you'd build these, these little, these little town, this little town. And I remember <laughs> seeing this and I was absolutely blown away by that and it's like this it was this you know kids would build these things they, they'd listen to the radio drama and then they could be like oh the lone rangers right here you know they'd point to he's like right by the general store and i remember seeing this going god that's a that's just so cool and that kind of then kind of ties into my love it's like i i have this thing about promotional really well done promotional items go go ahead who <laughs> yeah and it so it, it's always like things like that like these these well done sort of promotional tchotchkes um have, have always been like you know some of my my favorite things to either collect or research you know just to see how how some companies took this thing that they have and you know of course you know you can get into the whole discussion and it's you know marketing towards kids and whatever whatever you know i mean we saw a lot of that in the 50s you know when you get the sci-fi shows, you know, like Space Patrol, you know, Tom Corbett and all that other, and then, you know, the Lone Ranger TV show, you know, the marketing towards kids and that. But, you know, it was it was always stuff like that. There's this well done, you know, I guess I guess it was advertising, which is interesting because as a graphic designer, you know, I kind of tie into that. But um uh that that's always been sort of my favorite thing stuff like stuff like that stuff that these these early companies did to sort of extend to, to go beyond the limitations of the medium for the day like radio because it was both in the days before tv um so yeah that, that's that's kind of my thing that's the stuff that i really enjoy then jumping forward in the 70s of course you know you pick up into you know the the the, the start of the action figure craze and comic books those were you know, those were always, again, my, my big, my big things as a child, those, those were, those were, those were just, those for me, those were good days. The days when you could run down to the, 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 the open pantry, you know, from Toledo, that was kind of our carryout store. You know, you had a dollar, you buy a can of Shasta Cola, you know, two or three Superman comic books or, you know, whatever you picked up, Iron Man. Or yes. Captain America and Falcon, and then you know, just ride your bike, go somewhere, and just hang out and spend the day reading comic books and drinking pop. That was, that was that was good time. Famous for me. monsters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. You yeah. Know, when you talk about like the promotion thing, like in the seventies, they were they were geniuses at marketing to kids on commercials, um, because like I I looked forward to the McDonald's commercials because they built oh, an entire yeah. world. I mean, they had yeah. like Ronald McDonald, Mayor McCheese, Grimace. I mean, what the fuck oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. So and those little fucking fry guys, you know, that yeah. would just bounce that, around. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Catfly. I love that stuff. And you guys know a little bit of the history behind um, the McDonald Land characters. It was like a bizarre puff and stuff. Yeah, well, you, you're right. They, the advertising agency of record for McDonald's at the time, they wanted to come up with this. They contacted Sid and Marty Croft to come up with this concept. <laughs> And they they worked it up all the way you know to completion. They like here it is, and I don't know exactly if if it was the you know the, the senior leadership at McDonald's balked at it, the price or whatever. But they passed, and then of course McDonald Land comes out, and Sid and Marty Croft are like, uh, wait a minute, that's exactly what we pitched you guys. And they they went after McDonald's for years. I think it was like three or three to five years before they finally won. Um, their case. Oh, did they? Them. Oh, good. Yeah, good. they. Good. But yeah. So if you you look at it and go, wow, that's kind of trippy. Kind of reminds me of Puff and stuff. Well, yeah, there's a reason why. <laughs> wow. But I just yeah. thought Grimace was just Grimace. I never knew yeah. the connection. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because uh, I I don't story. know about you, Gaffly, but we had a McDonald's in Toledo where where I lived that had part of the restaurant was the seating was arranged like Captain Crook's pirate ship, and I remember as a kid. <laughs> That's where you needed to sit. 
if you had to get into that ship, that was the place to go. Ah, damn it, John. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remember my grandmother, she would be like, oh, I don't know if I can get in there. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Grandma. Last me to the mast. Oh, exactly. And as unhealthy as a double cheeseburger is, I still crave those from that uh, place. And the French fries. Oh, my God. The French fries are the best. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, it's the that animal oil. fat that they're cooked in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they had sugar. They had sugar. Or should to I fry. say moo? <laughs> fries. Just, I just hear that little Wilford Brimley inside of me going diabetes every time I want some fries. <laughs> diabetes. <yes. laughs> Oatmeal. You know, you know, my favorite, my favorite line of all time of his is. <laughs> but that, that's from uh, the thing. Hey, exactly. <laughs> Who was the guy that did the the? Did you know you could eat pine cones or whatever that? That's, oh my god! Oh, damn it! Who uh, was that? Oh yeah, he was. And he advertised like, a, and he was like before Wilfred Brimley. He was. Um, he did the thing commercials for grape nuts. Yeah, good. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, crunchy, crunchy, wholesome, good for you. You'll, you'll give it. Yule Gibbons. Who was, was it? Yule, Yule Gibbons. Gibbons. Yeah. I remember the commercial. You know you can eat. You just walk around, it's all snow is everywhere. And he's like, you know, you can eat pine cone and here's some bark. It's good for you. <laughs> Get inside, old man, you crazy. I'm going to eat this forest and I'll talk to you later. <laughs> but I guarantee you. I like, I like squirrel raw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. what, what was the commercial that Yule Brenner did? Don't smoke. <laughs> that was a serious thing. That was a PSA. It's good cereal. That's what you told me. Oh, that's a different, that's a different guy. That's, that's Walt Brenner. Sorry. <laughs> Yule Brenner. I thought that sort of Did he do an actual. He did like a did. cigarette commercial, didn't he? Do just cigarettes? Yeah. Oh, how ironic. Tar, you're distorting a lot. Is anybody else hearing this distortion? No? How's that? I, I just thought it was me because no. I'm super high right now, but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no I'm sorry. I just, I'm just, it's really getting like, uh, it's really kind of uh, distorted, breaking up. Okay. So I don't know if it, I think, tar I think uh, Feather's a little quiet in the mix. At least my yeah. ears is a little quiet. But... Feather, Feather's a little quiet. Yep. But he's, I think he's talking he has quiet. He's never been accused of that. Yeah, just, mean, just a little quiet, you mean? <laughs> well, just when you're like, yeah. uh, you know, you're just kind of like, talking contemplatively. You know, so. Well, maybe that. But, that was... <laughs> but yeah, it's a, Tar, you don't have to be right on the microphone with that microphone. It's a, that's a condenser mic. Now we know. Okay. I'll be right back. Don't choke. Stay alive. Stay alive. No, I'll be right back. You, you know what? Knowing isn't happening. Isn't happening. <laughs> Okay, so uh, any other discussion with uh, Bwong's uh, topic? Bwong. Oh, I think I, I think I got it. Oh, that's, that's, that's my thing. Move, passing on. Let's uh, let's jump over to Doctor Head. Ah, uh, you know, uh, I was thinking about this because it's so open ended, and I'm trying to remember like some of the toys that stood out to me i know i know we're limiting our popular culture discussion to the artifacts because we can get into the bedrock beliefs and all that jazz but for me growing up the toys they were like cool toys you know they were really popular and the kids all wanted those and then you had the toys that what i remember is like my my older cousin who was only about three or four years older than me he had a whole bunch of different toys that i had never seen before um he had had like the creepy it was like a creepy crawlers cool maker but, but instead it made um yes. he had a creepy crawlers but he also had one that made like matchbox or hot wheel type cars oh yes yeah I, I don't i don't remember what it was and i thought my god this was cool you know he had a chemistry set you know with like acid i had the you know, i had the time it, machine yeah and and he had uh it was um it was a cowboy and a, and a cowgirl super heavy plastic like a bright blue oh uh, those are marks they were my cousin gary's um yeah. no they weren't mine but uh, no, 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 no 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 yeah i know what you mean yeah, they, were, they were like they were they were heavy i mean you could like bludgeon someone to death with them you know he had those yes. kinds of toys like, and we like both the stonings which are the jet like yeah they were they were huge so i mean i had like 
the GI Joes with the Kung Fu grip, you know, and some that talked, you pulled the string back to a certain color on the, on the line and, the, you know, the, and it, it said, and the flock beard. yeah. And I loved those. And I had, uh, you know, the, the planet of the apes figures, you know, the Mego figures. I had the, the tree house and the fortress, nice. you know, I had all these great toys, evil Knievel stunt cycle, you know, and I don't want anyone to tell you that sky cycle wouldn't jump for shit. I'm just telling you right now, I tried my own Snake Canyon jump. It just plowed right in the middle of the water. Just it didn't jump over the canyon either. Maybe I lit him on fire. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I remember those those toys were so foundational to growing up. And it's the toys that I remember now as a kid that I, I loved so much. You know, they all those good memories of, of playtime, you know, were there. And I still kind of harken back to those those types of toys versus like, you know, I, I enjoyed video games, but there was just something magical about those Mego figures, you know, monster and, magnet. Yeah. <laughs> and a hot wheels, you know, I had all those kinds of things. And, uh, oh, one. and I remember the toy I didn't get. That's, I didn't get an alien figure, you know, this oh, giant, wow. lovely uh, Kenner, those, you know, 20 inch, alien yeah. dolls because my mom thought it would be too scary for me <laughs> so um, and my uh, i got a rom space knight oh so, uh, nice which you know hey it's a pretty cool toy but it's not a 20 inch alien figure with like the tongue that comes out you know <laughs> not that i'm bitter about it you know i remember ripping fresh from it <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah yeah mom thanks mom for not I, getting me anything i think the yes. rom the rom space knight is worth more than the alien toy these days oh i would think there's yeah because fewer kids had those but it had you know it was, it, it was a great looking toy it made cool sounds and because everybody wanted the alien space toy. yeah everyone got the alien toy you know uh except for me i just love those toys i still have major man mason you know a stunt cycle i still have a chopper um, the stunt cycle won't work anymore. It's just it's just been run too many times. But the chopper still does wheelies for miles, you know. And so <laughs> I just these are these are things that I keep with me. I I just I I I love them. You know, I just spent most of my life enjoying them, and they still give me a great deal of pleasure. So that's that's the toys that I I really appreciate. Those earlier toys they remind me of my of my youngest memories, my my childhood and do you remember like you had the ones that you'd fixate on because of those commercials you'd see you know like uh what was it the like shira i yeah. mean uh tigra oh no, oh, no. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, sorry wonder woman Charlie's yeah. angels dolls mark why do you want these no here I'll uh, the power of the vagina <laughs> I'll, I'll give you something uh, to counter that shrinky dinks oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, that was cold <laughs> Yeah, I remember doing those shrinking things. And that was, oh, you put them in the window. It's like, oh, look, we made stained glass. I know, yeah. Those are really cool. Oh, yeah, well, the, the I laugh at these things because they're what about the deal mic with heat and little kids. Yeah, the Micronauts. Remember the Micronauts? Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, Micronauts are awesome. They were. Yeah, I like. I love the concept of a tiny universe. So shittily you know? made, though. They were so terribly made. Yeah. That, that shit yeah. broke all the time. Um, the comic, yeah. the ki micro Micronauts comic book. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was really good. Mm -hmm. That's a fun comic book. And I remember like Space 1999 when they brought out the the uh, the, the spaceship was just a cool design. Kind of borrowed a little bit from the 2001. Yeah. Well, yeah. That whole show was like, the ships are really cool, but yeah. <laughs> everything else was kind of bad. But Oh, Space 1999. Yeah. Same, with, same with UFO. You can watch all of the Space 1999 in entirety on YouTube. Um, and I'll tell you what, it doesn't get good till the second season when Maya shows up. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, you had the hots for her, though. Uh, those eyebrows. Did, right? It was those yeah. eyebrows. <laughs> Come on. Change into the goat again. <laughs> You're bad. Those, eyebrow uh, those eyebrows look like a string of anal beads. <laughs> Scratch and stiff. You mean whip it off? Did anyone else have a chemistry set? Oh hell yeah, and I could never do anything with it. I'm like, what is gum of Arabic? <laughs> I I ran out of baking soda. I wanted one so badly, and and we went to it was at a flea market, and they had one. It was like a chemistry set that it wasn't complete, and it didn't have any uh like a book with it that said here's how to make experiments but i wanted it it was only two dollars 
and it came with like a microscope. I'm like, oh yeah, two bucks, give me that. And I couldn't make shit with it, <laughs> you know. And my cousin's like doing these cool experiments. Dr. Frankenstein's like, journal. Yeah, he's like three, uh, three glasses of water, and he pours one glass another, and it turns into like blue, and he pours it another one. It's all and now it's all milky white, and then red, white, and blue. It's like oh, and I'm like, oh, and he, you know. I, all my acids were gone. I had no, I mean, you got like serious acid. It would tell you, you know, don't put this on your skin because you'll burn you. You know, it'll burn holes in the carpet and stuff. But can't find that stuff now, man. No, I've done no some serious are... acid. <laughs> <laughs> no kid's going to be given a thing of acid for a, for a toy, you know, or wood burners or something like that. Mom, I'm tripping. Yeah. <laughs> Don't this, bother me. I'm tripping. This moldy bread to make sure the erector set. Oh. <laughs> Not until you're 12. Son, move away from there. <laughs> All right, Tar, you're really distorting. Sorry. I bet. So, so that's, that's my talk about toys. I will leave it up to you guys to, to chime in with maybe any toys that you thought were really cool. You know, Stretch Armstrong or Ooh. like those Marks soldiers, you know, like the army men. Which you cannot find to save your life. I don't know, maybe on eBay or something, but you can find all kinds of knockoffs, but not the old ones that you see like in Toy Story. Those are just so hard to find. Maybe at Disney World you can find them, but I don't know anywhere else. Just so you you mentioned Stretch Armstrong and Stretch Monster. Mm-hmm. Now those toys looked awesome, and then you got mm-hmm. it, and you played for it with it for about maybe ten minutes, mm-hmm. and then all you <laughs> wanted to do was you obsessed about cutting it open. You know, what, what the fuck was inside? Right, right. Oh, really? Really? I did. I think we should explore this a little bit here. Or the other thing. Oh, you felt the need. You did. What you did felt the need to slice some things. We actually did that. It was, yeah. uh, I don't know, fifth grade maybe. Someone brought it in, you know, and we were playing with it. And I'm not sure if we cut it open intentionally or if it broke. <laughs> Tommy, you hold his arm. Like, Jimmy, it was, you hold his arm. It was filled with, like, red jelly it looked like the blob like a pie yeah, filling right. and what? it was just super thick and we're like oh my god that's what's and in there the, <laughs> the best trick and then the organs seeped out yeah, yeah. the best trick with that toy was that because it was so soft and pliable you'd take it to school and somebody who hadn't had one you'd go punch it punch it really hard it's 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 gooey right and you'd stretch it and stuff they'd punch it and it was rock fucking hard when you punch one of those yeah. things <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fun with Stretch Armstrong. Fun in the seventies. <laughs> oh, what was the other toy? Was the Do you remember my those handheld electronic toys you'd get that were like uh, football oh, yeah. or uh, my oh, favorite like Merlin quarterback yep. was Merlin. the best. No, game. Merlin. Merlin was the best. Oh, Merlin was awesome. Merlin yeah. was great because you could play blackjack on it, and then you didn't <laughs> want to do that. You took it over to your friend's house, and you were Mister Spock or something. That was your tricorder communicator. <laughs> Vaporizer, whatever. Tic tac toe, baby. Very <laughs> yeah. cool. My, my dad was obsessed with these things. It was just like, yeah. oh, I, I, still I don't know how many football games we had. Well, oh, it, really? uh, apparently, if you had a Barbie, it was a lounger as well. The Merlin game. <laughs> I just sound funny. Sorry. A Barbie lounger. Ooh, I do remember getting a big Frankie. You remember those uh, big Frankenstein things? I found it up at a store. They were, yeah, it was, yeah. It was a birthday, and, it, and he had it way up on a shelf. It was like last one, dust all over it. Saw it, got it for a birthday. It was cool. Then I lost it. <laughs> I, had, I don't know if it was me. Good story, who put it mom. Curse you, mom. Yeah, we're great. But but I the, the store, uh, I would love to. I would love to get those that again. That reproduction one. I would love to get that again and paint it with the airbrush feather. <laughs> I had the, I don't know if it was Mego. Someone put out a, a line of eight inch figures. It was the mummy and I had a, a Dracula. Oh yeah. And yeah, a yeah. werewolf and a Frankenstein. Yeah. Mego yeah. Uh, did put out the super monsters series, but then there was another company that might've been, um, I think Eric either Arac or AHI or something like that, put out their own series of eight inch monsters. It was, not not as good, but they're still pretty cool. Oh, but yeah, I put out yeah. my eight inch monster. <laughs> <laughs> I pull out two four inch monsters. Uh, I I remember playing with <laughs> this. <laughs> I'm sorry. We had we had an electronic or electric hot dog cooker. 
Okay, it it was like two rows, like of like these little points that that stuck out. You put up one end of the hot dog on a point, and the other end on another point. And you and it had a little domed lid that you ran over top of. You cook like eight hot dogs at a time. It was like an electric chair for hot dogs. You know, you plug it in, it was like shoots. Burn, burn with the hot dog maker. Learn with the hot no. dog maker. <laughs> That's right. And I would put my Frankenstein in that like all the time because it was like I knew the sparks would sometimes fly out of the hot dogs like you could see them as they were cooking it was like How sparks flying. <laughs> so I'm like oh, I gotta put Frankenstein in there of course because this course. is how he's gonna come to life you know kid, lo- kid logic <laughs> yeah that's great about uh the, the, for still on the toy subject the uh Six million dollar man toys by Kenner. Yes. And then uh Gabriel did a line of Lone Ranger figures that were pretty badass at the time. Well the problem with the six million dollar man is he was disproportionate to all other dolls. So like well, you know, and if you had like a big gym, which I was a big gym fan. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember those. The flexible muscle and the karate chop, you know. And and that, mm-hmm. that, that perfectly parted hair. <laughs> 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 well, now oh, I know why you, where you get your quaff at, Gavla. Dude, the things he did to Barbie, not cool. <laughs> it's a revelation to me that you had a Barbie. No, no, my cousin came over with hers. Oh, okay. He just traded for it. That's all. And I just told him to go down uh, okay, and get. Okay, let's let's. You know what? Let's move on. Um, time wise here we're 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 crunching it so let's go we've heard from everybody but dr tar and uh the midnight gadfly um dr tar dr tar you go what is your pop unpop pick of the episode mine's kind of mine's kind of weird though because it's been around it, it, it goes and flows here the the weird thing with the the paranormal study you know that that's has been you know, I, I guess I'm kind of thinking going back to like the 1800s and how it kind of flows into what it's happening now with Jimmy with a cam and an EMF reader running around thinking ghosts are around. <laughs> but anyway, how that kind of has, I don't know, what do I want to say? It, it Because of YouTube and TV and all that stuff, it's everybody has this conception of what it should be like now. So you know, yeah. So, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. It's a that's a it's a pure uh, popular unpopular culture phenomenon. When you think about yeah, it. and yes. it's oh yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, because, and it's and, fringe. So it's not necessarily yeah. You know, it's not really pop culture, although it is pop culture because it does flow into. To the, it is because it, everything it, else it's influenced so much stuff. I mean, it's just. Anyway, yeah, yeah well, ghost, wait, wait, anything, anything along those Bigfoot. Yeah. You talk about it being like something that's been around for a really long time. Um, literally, there's a story about uh, I think it's a Roman or something like that, or maybe he's Greek. His name is Athenodorus. He was the first ghost hunter, the person that went out and has this whole story about how he had to expel this ghost that was like I don't like wrapping chains yeah. around the, the people who lived at this house. Um, it was really, really strange. Um, but yeah, I think the the whole ghost hunting thing is definitely something that has entered pop culture because they have all these reality shows on TV that are just yes. they're terrible, you know. Yeah, and, and, and reality is <laughs> in quotes. Right, right. right. Well, yeah. I, whenever you right. have TV you, next to it, but, it's always in quotes. <laughs> but you can trick that back to like a what's her name, Lorraine, and and uh, the the guys that did Amityville. Uh, oh, what's the two ghost oh, hunters? The Warrens. Yes. The Warrens, that's it. But they would, they've been noted to like, uh, you know, the, these investigations would be going on. They would suddenly just come in and stay like whatever, how long, and then it would, but they would take credit for it. Why these other littler groups, you know, they were the ones that were doing all the grunt work and all that stuff. And it was just, it was, was kind of interesting about that. And, but anyway, yeah, the whole parent, the, the whole, yeah. How how it's presented to the public is kind of weird too, because I've I've I was reading where you know, like a, a like UFO reports would be so weird that if someone was going to write about that report, they would kind of edit the 
unbelievable stuff to make it kind of fit more of their how they thought the subject should be you know like make it more mechanical nuts and bolts type thing as opposed to what the witness report you know being all more ghostly like i guess would be anyway yeah it, it yeah perceptions this is kind of interesting especially in the 50s and 60s when a bulk of this stuff was coming out well even in movies like anything this haunting was much more scary to me than uh, like monsters you know the monsters mm-hmm. were kind of novel but then anything that was like you couldn't yes. see or didn't know about or tangible you know, yeah yeah you would just be because it was like it was something that was unstoppable um i, I remember like when i was a little kid we would watch uh, house on haunted hill um and mm-hmm. e- even yeah. even when i knew i had seen the whole movie and then watched it again i'd still get creeped out by the whole fucking thing it would just be like very um I don't know what it is, you know, it became, it became creepy. There was a feel about it, yeah. Right, well, it became creepy because it became... It's like a fun... Right, it, well, it was creepy at first, but then it's diabolical, you know, after that, because it's this dude manipulating everybody. You know, there really is absolutely no supernatural... Nothing, or, no, you know, no. ...extra-dimensional aspect to it other than his brilliantly twisted mind. Yeah, and, it, and chances yes. are chances are there's nothing supernatural, you know, with ghosts or any of that kind of stuff either, but it still just freaks you out, you know. It does. That well, made that made creeps gliding through the dark still. That is just a nightmarish image. You know what I mean? That scares the crap out of me. Yeah. When I was little. I've never seen a ghost, but my mom and my cousin did at the same time in our old house. So I don't know if that's... Oh, yeah? What happened? They were playing cards, and um, my mom looked into the kitchen. She said she saw this uh, beautiful little girl. She had uh, this curly kind of blonde hair. She was wearing this flowered dress, and um, she uh, didn't – I think the image kind of stopped a little below her knees, and she just kind of floated. She looked at my mom. She floated across the kitchen, just kind of looked at her and smiled. And then my mom turned around, and she goes, "Did anyone else see that?" And my cousin goes, "You mean that little girl?" <laughs> so they both saw <laughs> oh, this weird. girl float, yeah, float across the kitchen. I'm like, "Oh wow, this oh. is the house I lived in." Yeah, I know. Did they happen to look into it or anything? No. Did well, they happen to they, look into it? No, they. Any... Well, they actually did. They went to the library and did some research on the people who lived there. Now, the house we lived in uh, was actually the first public school in Vermilion. Um, so they were thinking maybe it was some, a spirit of some girl who went to school there or something like that because the way she was dressed, it was around turn of the century clothing. Um, and so that's what they were thinking that maybe this girl or the ghost was a, a girl either who someone who had lived there or was uh, someone, you know, was a student there at one time. But that was like the only one apparition they'd ever seen there. And I, I, I did not see it. So there's a, there you go. Ghost story. Interesting. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, yeah, I think I lived at the Collingwood Art Center, and I had all kinds of weird shit that I experienced. Which is there. in Toledo, in which Toledo. has a history unto it, itself. Well, and I wasn't yeah. the only, I wasn't the only one, but I think that's part. <laughs> I think a part of it was mass hysteria. You know, like people talking, all these suggestions of uh, things being haunted and stuff. But I had some really weird yes. shit go on there. Like you know? UFOs too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like with lights under doors, you'd open the door open, and it would be pitch black in there, and you'd be like, okay. Uh, I had a transom uh, above my door that was painted sh- open, so you couldn't shut it. And I literally woke up uh, one night and it was shut, uh, and then freely open and shut after that. My light would oh, be. That, that's I would, interesting. Uh, I w- I actually thought I saw a nun uh, at one point, uh, but we have to we have to kind of qualify this because I was doing a lot of drugs and uh, <laughs> not sleeping a lot. <laughs> didn't realize i've been living in a church for six months yeah well we lived at the uh what was it that old the old place in uh, how much sex did you had none that annoying Sorry. music <laughs> yeah in wasian uh, remember the the what was the with the big steeple windows on franklin um you'd think that place would be haunted but i never had any kind of experience at that house of any kind of you know haunting i mean that house was old right didn't you guys live in a uh a- wasn't it a, like a funeral parlor? Type that's, thing? Yeah, well, that's what it was. But I, I started. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was it one time where they brought all the bodies? So if there was going to be any kind of, you know, uh, 
supernatural phenomenon going on, it would be there. Well, maybe not because they um, died. I could tell you stories. I could tell you stories for hours, but I won't because it'd all be lies. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are I, stories. <laughs> because there are stories. I, I do know one more, one more supernatural. Uh, well, I don't know. One more related story that happened in my in my family as well. If you guys want to hear it. Yes. Uh, it my, my mom and her siblings, they were very small, probably, I don't know, they had, I think they had just, they were just before they moved out of West Virginia, so she was probably about six or seven years old, they had moved into a house, and they kept on hearing these thumps upstairs, noises upstairs in the attic, and so their, their dad, my grandpa would go upstairs, and he thought I was like rats or something, he'd put down some to try to you know some traps and stuff like that nothing happened nothing happened so they kept on hearing these thumps and then they finally went upstairs and they uncovered there was this big old uh like a like a clothes chest that was laying in the, in the it'd been kind of put away and tucked away in the attic and they opened it up and there was this axe in it and then they had found out that the people or, or that someone had used that axe to murder someone in that house so uh -huh. yeah so then they they moved they like they moved like the, like within a couple of days they found another place to live that's kind so, of creepy yeah. so wow. i mean i don't know how true that is i mean my mom swears it on her life and, and her siblings did too they all swore this was the thing that happened and uh i didn't find out about it until my grandparents had passed away but they all all of her the three or four siblings who i heard the story from all basically had the same story they all said the same thing so Either they invented it and all remember it that way, or it was a real thing. So I was eight tar. So yeah, you give us an example yes. now. You give us oh, an boy. example of, of of the whole ghost That's thing. Something kind of, I thought it was kind of weird. Yeah. Well, there's only two of them, and I don't know how weird they are because I was really little. But um, first one was there was um, I don't know, it was nasty outside or something. We were inside, and our house wasn't super big. But I was going between the kitchen and the living room, and uh, it literally and it was like a it was like a little dining room. It wasn't very big, but anyway, cutting through there, and I and like I said, I don't. But up in the corner, it like it looked like a ball just like burst. It was just like a light, it looked like a sphere, and then it burst super quick. But it popped and it scared me. And no one else saw this or heard it or whatever. But it actually popped. I thought it popped. So I don't know. But that was I thought that was the weirdest thing I've ever had. Just light, anyway. not a light bulb. There you go. That is, that is pretty weird. Yeah. It was like a light bulb, yes. It, but it wasn't. It was what it was up into I was walking in the opening and there was looking like Keddy Corner to the other corner. And that's where it was. Hmm. And it was like, it was, just, it, it was like a flash bulb going off wow. and it, like, what the fuck? It, it was, yeah, it was just kind of weird, but I don't, yeah, whatever. <laughs> just well, there you go. Pondered upon it. There you go. Has Blue Fez had yeah. any experiences with the paranormal? Uh, not that I could, not myself, no. My mom, however, had an interesting thing happen, um, the Columbia House in Waterville. Oh yes, which Ooh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. reputed to be haunted. Yes, which uh, you know that's which has been around for like you know what 100, 150 years, maybe older than that. Yeah, she was old. meeting friends uh, for lunch there, and they were sitting in one of the main rooms. And in this room, they had you know one of those old uh, you know like touches uh, where they have the the dishes and stuff in there. And there was this this vase sitting on you know one of the shelf on one of these things and they're eating and my mom happened to look up and she noticed the vase slid like about three inches towards the edge and she stopped and watched it and all of a sudden the thing just kind of went hop 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 and what right off the shelf and then the they're, they're all looking at one another and the the waitress comes in and she and she's like um because she, she heard the noise and like not crap. again yeah well that that's exactly it she's like what's going on and i my mom and their friends all pointed to him they're like um that vase just kind of slid off and then hopped off of the 
shelf and she's like oh for god's sakes not again and she <laughs> walks over and i, I oh really it. oh yeah she she said a name Ooh, and she's something like jerry damn it stop making stuff up you know swept it jerry oh jerry <laughs> jerry that was me i did it <laughs> And uh, yes, they she you know cleaned it up and walked away, and uh, my mom and her friends are all looking at each other like the hell. So yeah, that that's the closest thing that I got. <laughs> that's because I'm oh, Jerry. I'm Jerry, and I I engineer things poorly forever. <laughs> we need to go to that house, How right? About we, need, we need to go do some shows there, right? Is that what we're hearing? Well, here's what <laughs> you know. It wouldn't it would be great to create a place like that that did things? You know what I mean? Where you rigged that, so like you could <laughs> act like it was haunted. You know. You paid for the experience, yeah. Do you remember? Uh, They're called haunted houses. Thinking about it, yes. <laughs> okay. How about uh, do you remember uh, Erie, Indiana, when that was on? That was, was a great show. You remember that, right? Anybody? No. I remember the show. I never watched it. Oh, oh really? Oh, you should watch it, it if you get fun. a chance. Was, I don't know if it's on anything, but it's really good. I'm sure I can find it. it. Yeah, it's, should, it's good for they one. They did a sequel to it, kind of. Yeah, they're fun. I mean, they're, yeah, they're like they're they're fun. You're right. Is it was like a Joe Dante type thing, and wasn't didn't he wasn't he involved in that? Wrote some of the stuff. Anyway, yeah, highly like more kid oriented, and it was about the same time as the X Files too. So it was playing off of the yes. paranormal mm. events and stuff. And I think what else came out at the time? Uh, oh, what's the one? Um, Damn it. What's the one you like? Uh, it was like an X Files ripoff at first, Fringe. but kind of took on a Fringe. Fringe yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Fringe! Oh, absolutely. Yeah. One of the best. One of the best TV series ever. But yeah, they all kind of came out about the same time, you know. Just it, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We should. We should play off of that. Has everybody seen Fringe? Oh Dr. yeah. Head? I have not. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fringe is really good. It, and it would man. be good to see go through some X Files too Fring, to kind of compare them and yeah, stuff. Fringe is really good, I think. Well, I think but anyway, it, let's move on. I, um, um, we've talked we've talked enough about this part. Uh, Midnight Get By. All right, I want to talk about uh, two things that if they came on television, I would just be like glued to the TV set, um, and they both involve shorts, um, and that would be The Little Rascals and uh, <laughs> The Three Stooges. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I don't know what those it were was. after school things, yeah. Yeah, where sometimes they were before school. There were all kinds of weird stuff, you know. I mean, it's uh, yeah, Three yeah. Stooges could be on at any time, um, but Little Rascals, I think, were on yes. like Sunday mornings for me. Um, and I, I just uh, the, the Sunday mornings, you say? Yeah, Sunday mornings for Little Rascals, and I think uh, what that was kind of like again, it's these world building kind of things. There's this, you know, He Man Woman Haters Club, which you could never do today, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, uh, there's no way. Um, oh my homeo but uh, the reason I bring, I bring those up is because I think they're very popular at, at the beginning of their start and they get really crappy at the end of like when they start doing things um, so the our gang the our gang yeah, yeah it right. fell apart in the 40s yeah so it just really it, it starts out really kind of magical and just you know you're like I want to have a clubhouse with the little rascals right um, and then you know with those three stooges I want to beat the shit out of somebody without hurting them that would be great and then uh, <laughs> with cool sound effects too with, yeah i want oh yeah i want my own sound effects library yeah i want to drink i want to drink a glass of water and sound like was <laughs> hal roach hal roach you know did those and so that shares that same great soundtrack as the laurel and hardy shorts you know yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, right you know yeah and then when they're the, like when they become a fire was they uh, they get a fire engine and they start their own firehouse. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> that yeah, they got this yeah. little fire engine. I'm like, yeah, because I, I always used to think I could do that stuff as a kid. Like, yeah. And I, yeah, we got a bunch I of poor kids that don't have anything. And I could put on a big uh, put on a big production with my friends. We can get a bunch of suits and have people come over, you know, like a Hollywood lavish production. That's what made me want to be a, make movies when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah I could do that. But you, know? but you tried it, though. We had a bunch of people. We tried some of that stuff, you know. Yeah. Never like that, but you did. 
yeah, you try to build this stuff. Yeah, because you, you had your imagination and you were like playing with people. Yes. You know, you had actual, mm -hmm. you know, things that you were trying to construct. And <laughs> Refrigerator boxes were awesome. Oh, oh yes. Know, any box, <laughs> any box that I could fit in. That's true. Yes. If, if there was Damn. a Godzilla movie Cat on. Mode. Yeah, if there was a Godzilla movie on, I wanted to be in a box, which was my spaceship. Yes. You know? I would draw, I would draw a tank on the outside, you know, like the treads. Mm-hmm. That's so violent. You know, and you would sit in the box and act like you're driving it. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, we yeah. all did that. Yeah. Did we? What, what did you not like about the Our Gang ones, uh, Gadfly? What What made the change for you in those latter films? Because I know exactly what you're talking about, but what was it that it you got identified? It, yeah, it, it really just didn't have the... I, okay, so I think the, the, the people who were the main actors... Whoever directed them in those first like year or two years or whatever they did really knew how to get like or capture reactions or, you know, was was doing something to get those kids to have facial expressions that were just crazy. I like the characters much better than the ones later on, you know, Froggy and and uh, Darla. Yeah. Well, and there was, yeah. they were all right. Like I liked I liked early middle ones. And then they just again, they started to I think they jumped the shark at some point. Um, and yeah. went on, but I think uh, I would like to watch those again now that I'm older because uh, the Three Stooges, as I've gotten older, I really appreciate Shemp a lot now. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate Curly Joe, you know. Yeah. Because um, I think he really just was trying to look like uh, Curly. Um, yeah. And didn't really he bring. Just it. Whined. Yeah. Yeah. He um, just whined. Yeah. But I think the reason I hated uh, Shemp when I was younger was because he just wasn't Curly. You know what I mean? Like uh, Curly was right. the, the main reason for watching the Three Stooges to me. Um, but as I got older, I started to appreciate what everybody did. You know, it's like really, really impressive, you know, how they, they put all that stuff together. And th there's another one where you mentioned sound effects. The Three Stooges... You know the early early ones they didn't have the poke sound when mo would poke them in the eyes they, that sound was gone but it became so much funnier when you hear that boink you know and, <laughs> and it just all those sound effects really really made made the slapstick that much funnier you know and pretty uh, <laughs> yeah yeah the stooges i love the stooges i, I could watch them all, all the time i have all their shorts and apparently that's with just the little rascals. Males have, have a gene all. to watch them or something. Uh, it's something. I don't know. It's it's just something that slapstick humor, it, and it's a different type of slapstick than Laurel and Hardy. But Did anybody else watch the movie? Funny. Watch what? Did you watch the movie? The movie. Oh, no. I, <laughs> I've not seen... Which movie? <laughs> the Three Stooges movie. Oh, the there, there, there was a couple of them. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, I've seen my... Sorry. I kind of like it. I'm sorry, but I like Ghost of Mr. Chicken too. So yeah. Well, I, I also... As I as I grew up and got a little older, I uh, I, I I got a crush on Miss Crabtree from The Little Rascals. <laughs> I'm like, she's one hotsy totsy. Yeah. Check out <laughs> with a tootie tootie disco cutie. I really <laughs> check out those games. Yeah, what well, yeah. flapper look? I mean, she's awesome, and she makes those great faces too, like that exasperated, like yeah, yeah. You know, look right at the camera. Yeah. She has those little bee, bee lips. When I, I think this oh, is yeah. I, the reason. The other reason I wanted to talk about these is because it's a uh, you know the, this has spanned multiple generations of people watching them. So like uh, Feather and Tar, you guys watched these too when you were growing up. I watched them when I was growing. Oh my up god, yes. all the time. Yes. Little Rascal, the Three Stooges. The Three Stooges, I, I discovered the Three Stooges when I was five years old or something. Yeah. Like that. Yes. yeah. And as old as I am now, that's a long time you know, that I've been uh, studying their work. And they're still going to make you laugh. I mean, you know, you've seen this short a hundred times. It's still going to be fun. true. Yep. You know? It's just, I like the ones in the 30s. The 30s, are just, they just crack me up. Like when they're the the disorderly orderlies or whatever you know yeah you, or the so. painters or or uh my plumbing yeah, shorts, we will go all of the <laughs> plumbing yeah. that's a good one that one's a good that one's a fantastic yeah. one right oh there's yeah and growing up this is just me but i always like the where they go into the haunted house one too it, I didn't, and, and there i will go with shemp every once in a while because i like him too kind of all right, all right. I think we've kind of uh, run the gamut there. Hold on a minute. 
What'd he say? Had to take a drink there. Popular culture and unpopular culture has seen through the eyes of five of the top inmates. What can I say? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would like to leave before we uh, uh, actually close. I have a couple of things I want to say about American Bandstand. Um, and these these come straight from a Wikipedia. So take them as you will. Um, these are uh, references in popular culture of American Bandstand. In the 1958 song, Queen of the Hop, Bobby Darren mentions the show while also indicating its daily TV schedule during the early years of the show. In his song, Sweet Little Sixteen, recorded in 1957, Chuck Berry name-checks the show with the lyric, because they'll be rocking on bandstand in Philadelphia, PA. Travis Bickle <laughs> watches American Bandstand while holding his Model, 90, 90, 20, his model 29 Whoa. in Taxi Driver while Jackson Brown's Late, Late for the Sky plays. Sorry, that would I love that one. Okay, the, uh, the show was featured prominently in the 2002-2005 NBC TV drama series American Dreams, which was, uh, this whole thing had to do with Dick Clark. Anyway, I thought that was kind of weird. In the film Escape from New York, the theme song is heard while in the cab and near the end when Snake Plissken yes, takes yes. out the president's address yep, and replaces it with a tape and that had the American Man City. In the animated da, 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 da. Yeah, 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 it was it was heard. You've, we've heard it already. Um, in the animated TV series King of the Hill, while Bobby is cleaning the gutters on the roof, he is attacked by a bird. Hank hears him stomping around and shouts, "It's a roof, not American Bandstand." The live national program National Bandstand is the musical. In the musical Greece was an ode to American Bandstand. Pam Tillis's video for a 1994 cover of When You Walk in the Room depicted a mid-1960s performance of American Bandstand and featured a voiceover by Dick Clark. One final one. This is, this is the most important one. In episode 4089 of Sesame Street, there was a parody of American Bandstand called American Fruit Stand. Where a duck named, where a duck named Duck Clark hosted the show <laughs> it featured miles singing songs about fruits to the tune of famous oldies such as johnny be good twist and shout and i feel good okay and with were that, they still lip syncing <laughs> and with that we're uh, sure <laughs> with that we're out of here don cornelius yeah you guys better watch me take a dump soul trade respect Dr. Tar. This is Professor Feather. Midnight Guyfly. Dr. Head. <laughs> Tar laughs at that every time. Every time. Yeah, every time. That's why we kept it in the show. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. And you are listening to. Somebody crackling something and then putting something in their mouth. Say, radio. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> Sounded like my bowels last night. Nice. Uh, uh, find us on the web. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the gurgle. UnsaneRadio at gmail.com. We are UnsaneRadio.com. Visit UnsaneRadio.com and look at the really nifty pictures. And come in and lounge at the UnsaneRadio.com. We, we call them picture, pictures of Fetter. <laughs> we have uh, presence on Facebook. It is uh, Unsane Radio on Facebook. Uh, and also uh, Psycho Cinema, which is Tar and Fetter's site. There is also uh, Wee Freaks. Wee Freaks. 
and there is a uh, veritable plethora of writing samples by Mark Justice. That's right. Mark Justice Writer. I'm waiting there for There you the, go. And I'm, as I said, unsaneradio at gmail.com. We would really like some email now. Um, or you can text us. No, you can't. Sext us. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that by Henry Miller? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got that last part. <laughs>